Hey, Chris. Yeah. Who'd you vote for in the last presidential election? We live in Canada, you idiot. We don't have a president. Wait, you didn't vote for Eric? Oh, yeah. I guess we all did, didn't we? I voted Eric for president. So did I. Hey! <laughs> Everybody, welcome to episode 18 of The Virtual Boys. Today, we are very excited. We've got another guest in the form of Eric for president. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Thank you, guys. Looking forward to this. Today's topic is going to be a little bit different for us. We normally discuss, obviously, all things gaming. Um, but I guess, more importantly, we talk all things VR. And today, we wanted to talk about something a little bit different. Uh, as As VR, I guess, has an impact on society that lasts... Um, you know, a lot further than just video gaming. And we wanted to talk about the impact that, that VR is having on society um, outside of gaming and also where we see it impacting even further as we, as we move forward into, you know, various different um, aspects of, of life and, and uh, society in general. And so we wanted to take a deep dive on that. And that's why we brought Eric in, because if you guys haven't checked out his channel yet, he's been recently doing a couple of a uh, series of videos, rather, that focuses on kind of um, VR out in the wild, I think is actually what you called it, uh, where he was looking at uh, graffiti artists and rock climbers and boxers. And actually, one of the ones that you you hit on, which was probably my favorite, was the, I think, the most recent one you did with the, uh, it was like a physical therapist. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is something that's been interesting to me. Um, I'm reviewing the cyber shoes. And... That's something that's actually been uh, it's been weighing on me. I'm like, I don't know if this is good for my knees, sitting there and just mm. and without the impact, the weight on it, and just swinging, 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 swinging. Um, but anyways, you know. So when you brought that video up, I was like, ooh, that actually brings up some. You know, that's 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 someone I got to talk to. But um, you know what? Why don't we kick things off? I guess with you, Eric. What what made you decide to? I guess look outside of gaming then. Um, so you look at like, all right, so growing up, big, uh, first place or first system was, uh, what was it? SNES Mega Man was my first game, moved on to an N64 PlayStation and it's, it's game hopping to game hopping. I mean, not in a bad way. loved it, but you just had an amazing game to an amazing game. You got childhood, no worries in the world, all the free time you could possibly have. Um, you make some great friends on Xbox live. Some of my first, like, true what i call like true online friends the ones that i was more than just like a casual like really looked forward to talking to them was gears of war the first one xbox live i have very fond memories of people being very friendly helping me get out of my shell um and then like as you get older just you you lose a little bit of time you play a little less and less but i still have a lot of fun pre-vr like right before i got my hcc vive which was the the first headset i got um, I'm still rattling off PC game versus after PC game, a lot of open world games, just having fun, but it was kind of lacking. And then I got into VR gaming and that was fun. But then I had a couple experiences then where I'm like stressed out, I'm having a bad day and like borderline to tears a couple times from nothing, basically sitting down on the floor. And it wasn't because the game was anything crazy. It was VR chat and really old school VR chat where it was like really bad, but <laughs> I realized I'm like, oh, okay. How I get emotional at a TV show, 
or a movie that you're just laser focused into. I hadn't had that experience with gaming before. So I'm like, okay, there's more to this and something about VR hit. So that's kind of how VR in the wild. Those thoughts have been brewing for a while. I just never pulled the trigger. Um, what made me pull the ultimate trigger was just getting isolated feelings with COVID. And that made me take that final start. Like we need to talk to people, see what's going on. And that's kind of how that happened. Yeah, I can, uh, Ryan, I don't know if you wanted to jump in, but I was, I, I was just going to say that I think that my mind has drifted into similar territory in the fact that with the pandemic and the lockdown and everything, I, I'm, I'm the type of person that has is Ryan that we, we, t- we tend to like kind of take a step back and like to look at the industry. We're interested in the way it's kind of moving and ebbing and flowing. And, and the pandemic, I think, my, the conspiracy theorist in me thinks that the, that the lockdowns is what I think. I think Facebook rushed the quest too to try to capitalize on the fact that they, they saw like, you know, the, I think their end goal has always been for, uh, like the business networking side and like, and just, and also just like, just that social aspect and they want to dominate that. And so I could see that little smirk on your face. Like, Oh, he's like, yeah, let's talk Facebook. <laughs> I like that. Uh, hey man, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm with that. I think there's something powerful about that social experience. I tell this story way too much, but this is how much it means to me. It's that reaction that kind of like made me get into VR the most it's hanging out with this guy. Uh, he goes by Provi online. Amazing guy. General soul, love him to death. Need to talk to him more. Uh, but we went into VR chat. Um, we were just playing a stupid game where I'd pick a random world that I just, it could be anything. I just saw a world that looked cool to me. Pick it. We explore. And he goes and it's just back and forth. And we found this one world. It was kind of uh, floating islands in the sky, but very like cyberpunk esque. Uh, there's no point to it, but there's two, two giant like goddess statues up in the sky. Uh, at least how I remember it, but perception can change, but they were big and you could pick up these guns and shoot them. And if you hit the person, they would just respawn, but the guns have no kickback, no sound. They were awful. Like it was just <laughs> awful. And we were just messing around trying to climb up this thing. And then this random person joined who didn't speak. All they wanted to do was keep shooting us. And for like 45 minutes to an hour, we were just trying to escape them to reach the top of this, like climb up the leg, climb over the back arch of her back to her head and try to reach her finger that was outreaching to the, the, the stars. And I mean, it was high. Eventually we made it up there. The kid left us alone and like, we just sat in silence. Like it was quiet for a while and we just sit down and walk, look around. Like I never felt more peaceful playing a video game. And like, it just calmed me. And that was kind of what, I mean, that's just an amazing experience. Yeah. That ties into kind of like why I want to talk about this stuff. Um, uh, have you read ready player one, uh, Eric? I've seen the movie. Have not read. Okay, it's a different. It's actually it's a different beast. Um, the movie ignored a lot of things that the book did cover, and one of the things that uh, the book covered was um, education in the future. Obviously, in VR, everyone basically learns in VR. You stay at home, you put your headset, you're in a classroom, and to me. I mean, to me, honestly, that future seems so close, but we're just not quite there. Like, if, if if COVID was like four or five years down the road, I swear to God, there'd be just VR classrooms everywhere. But it was this whole. It was the idea of that um, that it was ingrained in society and kind of just what what that would mean as far not just education, but like like you said, covered in your VR in the Wild series, as far as like you know, emotional emotional therapy or rehabilitation rehabilitation, and even just on other stuff like uh, just training as far as you know what you can do, you know, sur- you know surgeons are learning through VR and everything else. And it just got me thinking, like, 
you know, right now we're still we're, we're still in the very early stages. This is this is still like Gen One or Gen Point Five, even if we're not quite there yet. Yeah. But how long until we're seeing? It's not just it's not just you, you know, finding somebody in uh, a, a rock climbing uh, place and being like, here, try this for the first time. And they're like, all right, sure. When when everybody's tried VR, when everyone knows VR and it just becomes so ingrained, it's like, what does that mean to us as as like people? You know, like I said, we, you know, we said we typically talk about games. It's video games. When's my next shooter coming out? But like you said, you know, when we're talking about like people suffering from, from PTSD, who can then, you know, relive or yeah. these experiences and then come out of it not cured obviously but like coming up to it um as if it were like a therapeutic session like that to me is is mind-blowing and to so, think that it's a headset away that's crazy you got like with i think education like going back to that that's like one of the biggest things i want to see because i have like I, I have a kid he's four months old now and i think back to my schooling and i had a good time i absolutely was better off for it if i didn't do it but I look back on it and think like wow it was what it was because of the system that was set up and it did what it set out to do. But was that best? I, I, looking back on it, I'm like, no, that was, it was awful. It was <laughs> not, it's just the way you could learn and the things you should be learning and the ways they could be teaching you that have much more impact than just uh, know this for this specific test, memorize yeah. it for this test. And then you move on. Like I just look back on education and I'm like, yes, it helped me. I am the person I am today. Thankfully because school helped me get there. But what could, I have been, what could everybody have been if we tried new different ways to teach that maybe had better results? And I don't, you could probably find this if you do a Google search, but I remember reading one study and this was like two years ago, I think. I think there's the Anne Frank House VR experience. Yeah, um, and there was a, sm- yeah, there's a small study. I, I can't vouch for, uh, you know, how, you know, everything about it, how well it was conducted, but the the general TLDR of it is they had a, a test group that went through the Anne Frank house uh, in VR. They had another test group who was basically studying this house very similar. They, they, they posed the, the, the reading material similar to the VR experience, but you were reading about things and learning it. And then they tested these students on it very soon after. And the recollection skills of those who were immersed in it was about 70 to 80% higher than those who were reading it. Same amount of time they were given everything. They recollect they had this greater sense of understanding. They could think back. They could literally dig down to small details. And I'm like, whoa, that's that's powerful. That's powerful. You just took maybe something none of those kids were interested in because that's heavy. It's a heavy topic. One of Anne Frank House. <laughs> yeah. um, throwing them, it's very heavy, throwing them in there and then asking them questions. And in the same amount of time, one group who probably had the same interest in it as the other group all of a sudden knew more about it. That's super powerful. And they just never did it again. That plays a lot in with <clears throat> some thoughts I've been having over the last uh, over the last year as well. Like I said, this pandemic's had me thinking about the impacts of of VR because I think that we're in a situation right now where, like Ryan said, it's it feels closer than ever. Like before we were recording here, I said that my my best friend's wife, who's a grade three or grade two teacher, uh, is doing the distancing. She actually was tasked with taking it on in our city to kind of like do the template for it because it's like now it's a thing it's it's gonna be a thing because you can't un you can't undo it now you know like now that the program's in place there it's like it's gonna be something that now they're gonna have to have they're probably gonna put more time in in developing and so that distance learning is is gonna be a thing and i and i've said you know like look at university like why would i want to go to my 
city college when if I had the marks, I could sit in at a lecture with a professor in Notre Dame in VR. Yep. Like mm -hmm. it, all he needs is teaching aids to handle the marking and I can listen to great, the greatest minds speak. You know, why go to church down the block when you can go to the Vatican and sit in on a, on a Sunday service? Like these are things like the Vatican thing is a real thing. You can, yeah, absolutely. Watch, you know, and these are things that we're living now. Um, I mean, if you're a nerd like I am, one of the things that's being included in the in the plans for the manned mission to Mars is VR on on yeah. board, and they said that it's going to be there for teaching, but also for um, you know, so they don't get crazy, like <laughs> you know, like for the same things, like you got to get out of those walls. Um, and then I and you know, and then I took that a step further. I'm like, I mean, how crazy is it that like in our lifetimes we will see very likely people having like one-to-one -one VR interactions with people probably on Mars just, yeah, you know, so that they, and they probably will so that they're able to have that kind of like bring people, bringing people together in a way that we could never have imagined. And, you know, and I think that's not that far away. Um, no. Yeah. So you got, you have all these like traditional ways we do things and tradition is very hard to break. If you've been doing something for so long, uh, well, first, it's very it feels safe because you you feel accustomed to it. So safety and tradition is very hard to break. Then you have to break the fear of the unknown. You have a new technology or new anything that you might be scared to understand, scared to try because it's new to you. Then you got to break all that. And then you have to break the people who have the vested interest for so long and profiting off the traditional way. Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest hurdles. Um, and then after all that, you have to hope, and there's a lot more steps, but even once you pass all the hurdles, you got to hope the end product works. And to some people it works and some people it's just not there yet. Yeah. And I think like when Ryan talks about the fact that we could be a headset away, like Good. Ryan and I have talked about this before, oh, but so I mean, <laughs> we're not Apple fans, but when we, well, we had Vic on here from Electric Playground. Um, who, if you're not familiar with them, has been in the industry for like 25 years doing game journalism. And he said something very interesting in the fact that he's like, yeah, Apple, Apple's Apple. Um, and, you know, so uh, for the good or the bad, but he's like, but the one thing you can guarantee with Apple, he's like, is that they, this, uh, this, the crap that we still put up with in VR, where it's like, oh, it's a little uncomfortable. It's heavy on my face. And like, uh, it doesn't do well with glasses and all the resolution. Yep. And uh, it's got to, it's got a sweet spot and you got to do this. Then you got to do that. And okay, hold it to recenter it. He's like, Apple will just be like, fuck all that. Yep. Because probably. that's just not the way that they like, if they, the one thing that they will bring to the industry is you just put it on and you're in VR. Yes. I agree and, with that. Fully. And then everybody will ape it because that's oh, yeah. just how it's, they're not really the innovators that they used to be, but form and function is one of their, is still a, a, their, their cornerstone. And so, that next headset could change everything as far as just accessibility. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, just look at the, I mean, look at the quest Two. I mean, however you feel about the quest Two, I love my quest Two um, for what it does. I also hate my quest Two for what it doesn't, but <laughs> um, it's an amazing, it's, it's an absolutely mind blowing piece of tech. The, what, the fact that it can do the things it does is amazing. And when you put in that social aspect that, you know, we, the, the VR chat, or if they ever get um, the, their Facebook horizons off the ground, 
And, you know, you start putting in that lip tracking thing that HTC has or the whole facial tracking thing that they've been working on for years at Facebook. And then you start looking at, and now you're having these, these personal interactions with, with not avatars or at least not like cartoon avatars, but like full on real representations of those people um, that you're trying to talk to, whether it's family around the world or just maybe, you know, I guess COVID, you know, a block away or whatever, yep. but you know, it, it, it fills in those kind of gaps where, you know, it becomes less of a barrier as far as like, this isn't real to making it real. And as you know, I always come back to ready player one where this is like the, this is the inevitable future. And you know, when, when we're basically not living in VR, that, that seems, it sounds a bit dystopian, but um, you know, when, you know, it, it becomes basically the central area where we do everything. And I'm not sure how anyone feels about that. It's kind of a weird thought to think that, you know, you know, you wake up in the morning and then put your VR headset on and then just that's your day until, you know, you go to bed. Like, that's definitely a weird thought. But I don't think I, I think it's like everything that VR can offer now. I don't see why you couldn't do that when you're going to therapy in VR and you're going to school in VR and you're going to work yep. in VR when you can mirror your desktop perfectly in your VR and you have your virtual keyboard. It just seems to me like. You know, people now are still make fun of the medium for being a little too early for sure. And it's definitely early for sure. But, um, you know, the leaps and bounds we've seen over the last five years have been, I, I can't compare any other technology to what we've seen from 2016 till now. Um, the fact we got the Quest in, within in three years after the, the Rift and Vive came out, like my mind was blown that they made, yep. they made standalone so quick and it works great. The fact that it has hand tracking as well and, you know, the room scale thing, it's it's... It's yeah. mind-blowing. Wireless, hand-tracking, near 4K resolution in, what, three years? Very that, oh, yeah, very quick. And, and that's in a market, I hate, like, without the financial motivation. Like, it's not even, it's like, it's not even a, I mean, obviously, it's a driving factor for future profit, but it's not like they're like, yeah. I think a lot of them break it in. <laughs> I think a lot of them understand, well, I think there's a thought that, so you look at, like, um, where influencing started and i hate that word but early days of like myspace and facebook when you started building a small following right you're basically putting pictures and music and small little blurbs and you even with just that small amount can have an impact on someone's life uh, or multiple people's lives you can go on twitter and you have 180 characters and in 180 characters you could change someone's life i mean there's some people that they trust and they tweet about dogecoin better for worse they make a tweet that person invests, maybe has a good day, maybe has a bad day, but they change the course of their life with a tweet. Well, if social influencing is real with pictures and videos that you're looking on screen, what happens when you have influencers who start talking to you directly, talking to you in a headset when you're both in there? You're making eye contact with this person, you're looking right at them, and they are talking to you. You're not looking at them and hearing them. You're understanding them. You're fully communicating. What's that going to do? Some people will probably abuse it, but I have a feeling there's a lot of people who try to do a lot of good in this world and accomplish it online. I envy all those people. They're great speakers. They have great motivations and great ways to get it done. What if they use now that new platform, virtual reality, to connect even more? Um, I have a friend. I got no problem talking about this because he, he came right to me. He used adult. I don't I don't want to break sensors here. Adult VR. We're good. Um, Straight up VR porn, yeah, boys and girls. VR porn. I'm, I'm making sure. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid uh, some filters here for you. No, we're but he good. was using VR porn, and he said he got weirded out. And I asked him why he got weirded out. He said because at one point, the girl came up and, and gave him a kiss. But he says it was too real. It was a human being came up, and he says 
the second her face was about that far and the eyes met, he pulled off the headset because he felt it was too real. A weird example, what happens when you have uh, a, a leader of a social movement get that close to you in VR? Does the, maybe the that? comments that, yeah, maybe the comment, if you're not, let's say that the social engineer on that side who has a, a platform that they're trying to preach a message that is ethically good, and maybe you have a different opinion. You normally would just scroll, scroll. You're not going to listen. Maybe you look at the comments of the people who are on your side because you, you always like to see your validation. What happens if you can't scroll? You can't look away. That person's right there in your face and you have to listen. Maybe that opens your mind to something. Maybe that gets through. That's super powerful. And I'd like, I can't wait to start seeing stuff like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I was just thinking, like in the US, there with you and your, you know, I remember the, the electoral um, situation where they were having those town hall meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I wouldn't even be surprised if the next election has the ability for people to tune in in VR, and like, I mean, really, just a fly on the wall type situation. I mean, one of the most mind blowing, I think, um, experiences that I had in VR that wasn't game related was on my Gear VR. And <laughs> I went and I watched a Kill Switch Engage concert in VR. Oh, nice! And it was, and I don't know if you know the band, but I was like. <laughs> But as a guy who goes to a lot of bands, it was fucking mind blowing because I was like, I went, I started so like you could get into the show at a certain time. I was like, okay, sweet. And when it started, there was like there was like a camera sit at the at the back of like the bar basically of this like decent. They were like in the in the oh what the heck was it called? It's a decent sized club in the states. It's escaping my mind right now. But uh, I, we were waiting for the show to start. There was a whole crowd. And, yeah. the, and you could hear the bar music on, and I got that same feeling of like, when are they going to start the show? <laughs> like, Damn it! Yeah. It's been twenty minutes, and then the lights started to go down, and I was like, "Here we go!" <laughs> but it was like that same. It, it felt exactly the same. But then I had the best seat in the house because it. They were flipping. There was somebody that was handling this and flipping you around because they had cameras that were on stage, and there were parts where the singer got like right down into the camera. There was a part where they had a. They had a camera um in stereoscopic 3d that was on the fretboard of a guitar so all of a sudden you saw like right in the hands and it was like insane i was like i sat on the stage with kill Stitch engage and watched them have a concert like it was like on my shitty ass gear vr hey 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 don't be smirched the good news gear VR. i love my gear vr i loved my gear vr anyway but i'll tell you but when i was having that experience in the gear vr i know for a fact that both of you guys were on pc headsets like yeah. I just hadn't made the jump yet, but that type of social experience um, is not on the PSVR, which is very, which is something that's I think is very interesting. That one of the biggest headsets in the market really yeah. hasn't embraced that. They don't have big screen. They don't have. They don't have porn. You know, they don't. They have, don't. That's new. I, I don't not, have a place not, VR. Not. 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 Easy. <laughs> yeah. Not easy. Look, it's not easy. Look, I'm gonna, look, I made it work. All right. <laughs> When there's a will, there's a way. But, I mean, I hope all of them get the same abilities because, like, like to your point with the concert, it's possible in, I mean, everything, maybe not, but it's possible that VR is a great equalizer in a way. If I, you could live in a mansion, you could live in a one-bedroom apartment, you could live in a hostel, you could live anywhere. You could be in your car. But the second you put that headset on, What's different between you and somebody else? If I go into VR chat right now and go to the hub, where I'm at and where he's at, my lifestyle, his lifestyle, I don't know that anymore. It, it, it's meaningless. His lifestyle is now that avatar and how he 
presents himself or she presents himself in VR. We are now equal. And granted, we should be equal in real life, but you know what I mean. You're taking away all the extra stuff that this world dictates that this means status. This means that. This means you're doing this. Well, in VR, none of it means anything. It's a whole new Wild West, and in a way, it's an equalizer. I think that's a huge, huge thing I think is going to be good for people's mental health. Well, I could meet up with you in, in VR chat, and I, I, I could look like I spent more time in the gym than you. I'd be like, look, <laughs> at, me. look at me. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to catfish, Eric, but here I was. You're going you're gonna to be bulky. My bad. Um, and you know, to Eric's point, yeah, I think overall, too, I think humanity overall, I think it'd be a good thing. But there's also that abuse side, too, right? Where because you yep. have that on anonymity, we see that on social media as it is. Just because you have a voice on social media, suddenly you can sprack off because you don't, you're, not, you're not you anymore, right? You're just whether it's a fake name or just a, you know, just a username. And I think, you know, that'll, you know, that'll be a big thing. I remember seeing articles years ago now about, um, it was VR chat related where, you know, these girls were being harassed in VR chat. Yeah. And it was like, well, you know, it's just an avatar, but still guys are like, Oh, you know, show me your boobs. Uh. And I think there'll obviously be learning curves with all this stuff. I mean, anything new, you know, that could change, potentially change, you know, the direction of humanity. Um, there's going to be some hurdles for sure. Um, but you know, to 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 Shug's point too, as far as uh, um, you know, religion or whoever brought the, the religion and and going to these uh, sermons or whatever else, it's also I can't help but see the dark side. I can't help but see like you know, like other people abusing this kind of tech because you know, as awesome as it is, it can totally be turned around and used yep. the wrong way. I can you know now you, instead of preaching a message of positivity, now you can totally you know, it was the current state of affairs in in the U.S. as far as you know, like you know, the whole like. Uh, the anti-Chinese thing that's happening right now down there with you guys, um, which is nuts. I mean, you know, you forget the right guy who wants to spit the right hate. And, you know, the way social media works, how you, you kind of, you, you feed yourself your own bullshit. I don't mean, you know, that's just a general thing, but... No, you're right. No, you're entirely right. Yeah, I mean, you, when you, you know, when Facebook can see how long your eyes have spent like stuck on a window, whether it's one second or three seconds, and it knows you paused. Well, it's like, okay, he paused, he paused for a reason. So let's give him more of that and maybe we'll get that. And so your own feed becomes its own cyclical thing where you're only seeing what you want to see regardless of whether you want to see it or not. And you don't even realize. And so I wonder, you know, when we see this kind of like bigger movements into a, like a vir- not just a desktop screen, but a whole virtual space, I just wonder, like I said, social dynamics wise, I, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I also have no, like, I, I'm just curious to see like how, like, you know, we adopt that. Cause I mean, to me, VR is inevitable at this point. It's going to happen one way or another, whether it takes two years or 20 years, eventually, you know, we're going to have glasses that are, you know, just like regular mm-hmm. size glasses that anyone can wear without any issue. And you'll be in a whole new world. And when it becomes that easy, I just, I said, I wonder, you know, like how much will it be? Will it be like Ready Player One where everyone's their own video game avatar and just playing games and racing around and doing all that stuff? Or, you know, will it get serious? I mean, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, and you throw it in uh, like Facebook, I know, you you know, uh, and, and what they do and how they kind of have um, not only monopolized, not monopolized, but they're definitely kind of uh, pushing VR forward um, at their own pace. Mm-hmm. And as far as what they do with their social media and or social media, how they, um, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. How, they, you know, they're you know taking all your data and using it for nefarious purposes and everything they say. <laughs> and I've read studies where it takes um it takes about five minutes for this AI program. Is that a university? Is university in the states or college, or whatever? And they basically said um, after five minutes of VR headset, they built, I built a program that could identify you based solely upon your body movements in VR. So now. Scary. It's, 
I mean, scary, I'm not sure if scary is the right word. It's crazy. I'll, I'll definitely give you crazy. But the idea that, you know, it takes that, you know, within five minutes of you being in VR, just the way you wage your hands or the way you interact with the world around you in this virtual space, it's like, boom, that's Eric for president. And it doesn't matter where you go. And now we're in like the VR universe where it's like they can just follow you just based upon the way you walk. Like it's it's this crazy, crazy idea that, and you know, like what Facebook's going to do with that information, I don't know. I mean, this is... Like, what can they do? I mean, like, target ads at you? All I don't know, like, the extent of that. We're still way too early into this kind of stuff. But it's weird. And, you know, right now we're talking about Facebook. What happens, you said, when Apple jumps on board or if Microsoft starts taking VR seriously and all the or bigger corporations in general. Let's say Google jumps into the VR again after failing the first time and decides to, like, oh, just, you know, I mean, Google, <laughs> they're going through their own privacy stuff with Chrome right now. So, but, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're stealing more data than Facebook is. And it's just... But does it matter? I guess it's like, should we be concerned about that kind of stuff, you think? Or is it kind of just an inevitable, look, they're watching you, just deal with it, enjoy whatever yeah. it is you do? Like, it's, I want to have you question. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I, sorry, I, I just go, kept talking. I, I, so I couldn't well, stop. Well, <laughs> let me go backwards to one thing, because there's one thing that I, I'm pretty, it's really important to me. And I feel like when the when it gets brought up, there is a common response that like, Oh, man, if I could just reach over that monitor and hug his neck real hard, like I just gotta hate it. But bringing up the the girls getting bullied in VR chat, sure. I th- I think, and I I think that's gonna be in my mind. I think that's almost more of a pressing matter immediately than the data. Now the data thing, I want like you say. I think it's above my head too. Like I have opinions on it, but I really don't fully comprehend how it's going to affect me later on. But I see one thing that affects me currently. And it sees affects a lot of people, and that is social privacy in a way that you have in these things. So I have had experiences in, in games where I did not like how close people were to my face. I did not enjoy who was in that room. I didn't. I, I felt very uncomfortable, not because they were doing anything specifically to me, but it's, it's an intimate experience compared to a flat screen game. And then I make the comments sometimes, being like, "Yo, I think maybe we should have." kid-only rooms and adult-only rooms by choice if you choose to do it. And you get these comments being like, look, it's the real, it's it's just like the real world. You know, you just got to ignore them and stuff. And I disagree because if virtual reality is the same as real real life, then why are we all excited about it? It's different. It's yeah. entirely different. I, sorry, go ahead. Eric. And <laughs> I, I basically, the thing is, I have more ability to currently to curb my poor social interactions in real life than I do in VR. The tools to mitigate those situations are not growing as fast in VR as the games and social platforms are growing. So I feel the tools that are at the disposal of people to help them have a better experience are not being basically accelerated or even being worked on at the speed they should. Correct. So that that's my big problem is that I, yeah, I think that the they have a valid point that a social interaction VR is very similar to a real life. Yes, but the tools to mitigate those situations in VR, I do not think have been any bit investigated as heavily as they should be. Yeah, I think that comes back to the fact. I mean, there's only VR chat, Rec Room, um, I just said Horizons. I'm not sure there's any more kind of major like social platforms. I mean, they're still new. I mean. Two of those games are basically privately funded by smaller companies, or at least I guess they have funding now. But there's still there's no 
you know, these guys are making it up as they go. I mean, VR chat four years ago was a completely different beast than it is yep. now. Rec Room 2, Rec Room, when I first joined in Rec Room, that was amazing. It was so great. It was just fellow VR enthusiasts who just loved it. And then right away, kids, and then blah, and then it just got yep. not good. I, you know, I have nothing wrong with Rec Room. It's, it's a fantastic program. Yep. Um, but like you said, there is no filters there. But it's also, it also feels like it's still Wild Westy there. You said that before, where it feels like they're just making this up as they go. Yeah, they are. And, and, they are, entirely. And that's kind of how VR is going as it is anyways. But yeah, like how do you make rules when you're constantly changing the game? That's kind of, you know. Like, look at like VR chat. Like you used to not even have a pro- – first you didn't even have a private space. Like you, you, they could just walk right up. But now then they implemented, you know, I think you can space it out. But the tech is advancing quicker. So, for example, now you got haptics. They're getting better. Yeah. Well, now you're getting into the territory of, you know, before they're saying, oh, they can't touch you. They can't touch you. Okay, they're getting closer now. They're touching me. How do we mitigate this? I heard you know what I mean. I was told the other day that it's like start. There's like, there's like social circles of people who go into VR chat and just like touch each other. Yes, I was, like, I was like, okay, that's something I didn't know. Probably a good thing. Ordering my but, vest yes. tomorrow. <laughs> yes, but don't don't tell anyone you're doing that because technically you're not supposed to use those vests with VR chat or you oh, get really banned. interesting. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not a it's not a supported mod. Uh, VR chat is very, very behind the times on mods and allowing them. And if they catch you doing it, they just went through a wide range of banning people recently. Then they unban them, but they just basically said like, sorry, we were too aggressive on the banning, but still don't do that. Um, Neos VR, that's my plug for that, I think is the best social. It will never get the adoption as the others, but it is hands down to me, the Oasis, like the big version that everyone thinks of. Neos VR? Yeah. Oh man, Neos VR, the avatars... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, they've been had a bad, I, I, they know about this. I've talked to them about it. I had a poor first experience where I understand where they're coming from now, but it put me off at the beginning, but they really have been trying to build it very slowly um, to make sure it gets built the way they want, which is fair. Um, but if you ever try it, it is beautiful. Uh, I feel I've never seen better, more realistic avatars. Uh, they allow the most amount of trackers. Or, you know, all the lip tracking, everything that VR can offer. If you went out and spent the most amount of money you could on every accessory, Neos will support it. And the avatars will look human. It's 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 uncanny. On uh, There's this one guy, I oh, forget his name on YouTube. If you type in Neos VR 11-point tracking, he's using the Kilowatt avatar from Hunter Hunter. And he's got so many trackers on him that he's just moving around talking. And it is so lifelike. It is eerie. And Neos is amazing, but it will never catch mainstream. I think like VR chat is. I'll check that. It out does for look sure. cool. Though. I'm looking at it right now. Um, it's very neat, and that's weird. Like, I mean, I guess it's like if I haven't heard of it, and I'm a pretty big VR nerd. Yeah, me need, too. Although to social do, VR, they need to do. Yeah, I guess social VR in me is not really. So it's a really good thing that Eric's here because it's like it's the two introverts and the extrovert here. That's why we wanted. A, <laughs> that's why we wanted a third voice. Otherwise, we just evolve back into gaming within like five minutes. But you Game know. <laughs> But you know the thing that I that I think is the the biggest issue I see um, as it relates to the the social interactions and and, and the risk of of um, that lies in that I guess is that I my mind immediately goes thinking about like like protecting kids too um, and protecting adults from from irritating squeakers but mo- <laughs> but really but like seriously though. Um, like I do, I, I do think of like child predators in there and I do oh, yeah. think of, 
And I do think of stories and videos that I've seen of, 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 you know, like older guys luring like young girls and stuff to their house and stuff. And it's just like, it's just so much more, it's so much easier in VR. Like Eric was saying, like that, that impact that you can have on somebody Mm -hmm. and the ability to, if, especially if, you know, they know how to like coerce people, they, you know, they could be very suave and going into a VR space, you know, with just no restrictions. Um, and the other thing, and I think, but the other thing that relates to that though, and this is just, I mean, and, and uh, ready player one played so heavily on this is that anonymity of, you really don't know who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously when you're behind a keyboard that still existed, but now it's like, you don't even know who you're like walking side by side with. Like, not really. Um, like, I mean, I, I remember I walked into, I was in population one in December or so. And uh, of course, I was like, "Oh, I'm buying that Santa avatar. That's sick. I just, want to be, I just, I just <laughs> Santa PJ. I don't want the poofy vest anymore. I want to look different." I jumped into that. I had a couple buddies with me. We jumped into a map, and I immediately went from thinking my new avatar was sick to feeling like a pedophile. When like the entire room of kids was like, "Santa, Santa, oh my god, <laughs> I want this for Christmas." And of course, they're acting like shits. They know they're joking, but I was like, "This is fucking weird." And I had like. 10 of them just surrounding me and like in and i was like uh and i built a box so fast (laughs) it's it's a whole new dynamic it's just there's so many things that we're gonna have to get comfortable with so many things we're gonna have to learn and i think there's gonna be a lot of bad hiccups around along the road but i'm i'm a cup half full guy i think what it's going to do for so many people will greatly outweigh any negatives however i still think more needs to be done now not like they don't need to implement it now we're still figuring out like you said these people are changing their game so quick they probably can't keep up that's fair but let's th- let's let's figure this out early on let's do some tests get some code of ethics and figure out where is there really a problem what are options we have and i'm just not seeing any i'm not even seeing discussions about it. i think kent by on twitter is about the only one i ever see talking about this stuff the only one yeah, no. I agree I, with being a positive. I'm definitely a half cup full person too. I'm I'm always optimistic on things, but you still have to have the conversations. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a pessimist, but I'm also a realist. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, as a as a as a father of a daughter who's ten now, I haven't let her play VR a lot. Um, now this is this this conversation is going sideways now, but um, <laughs> and I wonder too. Um, like like when at what point in time as a father like she you know, she's she's interested she's she's played Beat Saber before she loves Astrobot I've, I've let her dabble in little bits here and there but at what point in time like if she's like Dad I want a Quest three and she'll be like you know ho- hopefully she's like fifteen when that happens realistically she'll be like eleven <laughs> but um, yeah. you know like do did she get a Quest three at eleven or twelve because you know you know because there's there's that whole age disclaimer on, on VR no you know no kid before twelve but that's just you know, because they don't Things know. Arbitrary. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. But it's like, do I want my kid like in this thing? Like, you know, because the second she finds rec room, you know, a twelve-year-old girl. Are you kidding me? That's done. And then you know, I can't monitor. How do I monitor that? You can't. So, there's, like I said, there's these whole other dynamics that you know. Every time I hear a kid on in, in a game, and I can just tell they're not supervised. I just like, man, like, who? This is a slippery slope for you right now, kid. Because you know, if like this is. You know, this is—it's an adult place to be. That's 
you know, kids, I don't know if kids should just have free reign in VR in any game yet. It just seems to be a bit much um, to put on a kid. As far, it's just a rabbit hole, isn't it? Man, like social dynamics, everything else. I mean, even as an introvert, you know, I didn't have this as a kid. Even as a kid, I didn't have like online gaming uh, not till I was a little bit older. So I had friends in the real world. What happens when like your friends are just online? I mean, I, I met Chris online like three years ago and we didn't start talking really until like, you know, seriously, six months ago, a little more than that, we kind of, you know, hooked up. Um, and, you know, he's a very close personal friend of mine now. Um, but I, you know, I wonder how often that happens versus, you know, how often, you know, it's this, yeah. the idea of like, this. You said, it's your digital identity and your digital friends. But, you know, is there a cost, is, is there a cost to, like reality or is it just is it this is it just fine are your are your friends just online now and that's cool because i'm i have tons of friends online so maybe that's just yeah. the, the next step in how we communicate with each other in there's a whole reality. different support structure too in these social games where irl i see something i don't like like I, i've seen something going down don't walk over there be like yo what's up like in, in a nice way i'm gonna de-escalate a situation anyone know anyone who's played vr social you can't de-escalate anyone else's situation. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Girls getting beat up in a corner, you can go over there and say something, but you can't physically move them. You can stand in his way. He'll walk right through. You have no tools to help yeah. other than maybe guys. They come with, you know, let's go somewhere else. But technically, most of these games, Reported. they can call you. Reporting, yeah. Reporting, yeah. 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 What, what is reporting doing? That's, uh, I mean, in Jesus a few Christ. days, I they mean, might get punished. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I know. They might. They might, you know, it's like if you, once the VR goes big, I mean, I was looking at the other day in VR chat, like three days in a row hit like record numbers. I think it was like, remember there's PC and or non VR and VR in there, but I think it was like 48, 52, 63 con- thousand concurrent users. How many people are reporting in that hour? There's no way any, any team's going to keep up that. That's like the police trying to keep up with every complaint to a social problem. It's a very tricky situation. Um, I don't have a solution. I just, I just think about this stuff a lot. Ban, ban, ban. I don't know. I have to- yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are things that need to be discussed, right? Because yeah. I remember, I mean, how many times have I said to friends, like, oh my God, can you imagine growing up in like junior high with Facebook or high school with Facebook? Like I just, it was just coming in when I got out of, when I was getting out of high school and stuff. I don't know. Can you imagine like, I mean, you like, you know, someone wants to ruin your life. Boom. There's a picture up on and everyone sees it. Yep. And then you add in that social, like, I would imagine that a lot of, a lot of junior high, high school kids are like, you know, like hooking up in the evenings in VR chat. And it's just like, they, not only can they ruin, uh, <laughs> not only can they ruin you socially, they could like, you know, like it's just the breadth of, of impact that they can have on your lives gets multiplied yep. as well. Um, no, we're stuck on social VR just for one more thing. I'll, I'll drop social, but I, maybe it's going to be some games will just be the Wild West, like VR Chat. I've played a little bit of Facebook Horizons. I don't think it's ever coming anytime soon because it's it a lot of work. <laughs> oh, it's a mess. But I can see little inklings of what they're trying to do with safety and privacy. And there's little bits and pieces. I'm like, oh, okay, that's 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 kind of nice. I mean, when you log in for the first, well, actually, I think it's anytime you log in, the main hub pretty much always has a Facebook or Oculus representative. Yeah, like he's like right there and you can ask them questions and they're not there. The police, they're not there to do anything, but they're just there and they'll greet you and say hi. And maybe it, it did set a different tone when I got in there. I actually felt like I needed to be on better behavior. They never told me to be in better behavior. Never did anything. But there's this figure who's represented the game. He said hi to me. Welcome. And I go, oh, I feel like a guest now. 
Yeah. I don't want to behave like a guest. I don't want to behave like a, like, woo, the metaverse, let's yeah. go. I'm going to do whatever <laughs> fuck I want. Like, I think that game has a crap load to work on. I, I it's, it's a mess, but I appreciate them trying that kind of stuff. And I think there's something there. Maybe that's a game for, for, for one demographic. And then the wild West is just what it is. And there's no stopping it. And maybe that is its own type of life experience. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, like said, so people will, I mean, I, I still kind of have faith that people will kind of pick what they want and not just yeah. like, you know, they won't just sit there and be like, well, VR chats are only options. So let's just go to that. Like there will be other options and people will choose what they like. And, you know, like most of these apps are free just based upon microtransactions and everything else. Um, so yeah, like overall, like, I mean, overall, except like I, I look forward the idea of Ready Player One. I look forward to. I cannot wait for this day to come. So I'm very much looking. But it, it's it's those roadblocks to get there are what is what is what I'm talking about now. And just to kind of get you know get off social media and back onto like you know the, the good stuff about VR. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, early on we saw like a lot of you. Know, you mentioned concerts, Chris. Um, you know, there was a big thing, big push for like sports when they were like putting on the floor cameras that were, you know, right there. And that that, that seems to have died off a bit, um, probably because no one had the headsets at the time. Well, the company got canceled, too. That oh, was doing that it really well. It was next to VR. Oh, yeah. I was do that. probably yeah. the number one person doing it. And I watched a lot of next VR. I watched a lot concert of- that I went to. Yeah, the concert. Yeah. I watched some comedy shows. I watched a ghost like story show and it was actually really fun. And then, yeah, I watched a couple basketball games live. And yeah, they, they, there's a lot of kinks they need to work out, but it was a great experience. Too soon, and, that's the problem. Yeah, though, right? too, too soon. soon. Imagine that now. I mean, you know, like we're talking about, you know, the, the cameras are now are way more HD. Um, the headsets themselves are also, like, you imagine that experience now, that'd be, you know, 10 yeah. times better. Because once you get well, that fidelity in place, it becomes like a, you know, you can get four seats. It's awesome. Yeah, it's totally going to come back. Well, Apple bought, Apple's the one who bought it and they shut it down, oh, well, but not, I don't think they shut it down like you're done. I think they're just probably going to refine it. We but want to relaunch this, absolutely. That's who owns NextVR right now is Apple, and I think that's a great, great thing. Well, what, another thing Vic from Electric Playground said was he doesn't think Apple's going to necessarily go after the video game market. I doubt it. Yeah, like, no, I agree with him. will. He's like, because like the Apple store actually makes, he said, the most money pretty much of almost any game store in the world still, even with the nickel and dime games. But he's like, but it's mainly like they're after media consumption. Yeah, absolutely. They're 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 trying to be. I like their model in a way. It's no different than how I try to do things. I'm passionate about my life. You you got to incorporate them. You build them into your life. You make it part of your life. And you look at every Apple product. I mean, I got a I got an Apple Watch on. I mean, do I think about oh I got to put on my Apple Watch and I got to like use this? It literally almost like their stuff. They make seamless and they make it part of your life. Where it is almost like if you don't have it, you feel left out and. Better for worse, they're making it part of a lifestyle, and I think that's what they're going to go for their device, not a go into another lifestyle inside the headset. Oh, we're going to make this part of your day. Yep, I call it the eye tit. Yeah, once the eye tit, it off. But uh, you know, but that's that's you know, and that's a reality of. I'm curious to see how Apple takes that aspect of it and runs with it because VR can't just move forward on gaming. No. Even though I think that I think gaming is kind of the Trojan horse, it has yeah. because it's the easy thing. It's the thing to monetize. Like right now, it's easy to pick up and play. It's hard to be like, are you guys excited to like train to be a nurse in VR? <laughs> um, 
Although, you know what? Funny. Do you guys remember seeing that uh, the KFC had their training courses? Yes, yes, that was great. Like, yeah, you had to bread the chicken in VR. <laughs> yep. I was like, I want that. It looked like a it looked like a really crappy job simulator. But you know, um, I think the first time I saw, I, I actually wanted to preface. I should have said this in the beginning, but when I talk VR as it impacts society, I'm actually kind of using the term loosely in the fact that I include AR in that as well. Was I, I see AR and VR just coexisting in the fact that it's just like, when do you want the veil lifted and when do you not? I want if I want to go like you know if I want to go visit an alien planet, I don't want to be like, hey, look, it's like I'm an alien planet while I'm in the park. It's like no, I want to go to that alien planet. But AR has a place. I think I think AR. I personally do not think that AR is going to have a very lasting effect on gaming. No, I think that it's going to be neat. I can run through a Mario level and bash boxes in the real world, you know, in Pokemon Go and stuff like that. Is that's really cool. Well, the, I, the AR gaming, you're constrained by that's the difference. Like AR, you're constrained by your physical space. So you're constrained. If I have an AR game and I want to do it in this room, it's constrained. I, I can only do so much. But a VR one technically takes those constraints away. But they're they're both great and they both work together. But yeah, like you said, gaming and AR, you're still going to be limited by I your feel space. Like gaming and AR is is going to be much more difficult to be less to be less gimmicky. Um, just in the fact this by nature you're the idea is that there's objects in your world that you're inter- interacting with and that's neat now of course companies are going to come along and like do something that just where that's just so impactful i think if you but get I, haptics in there if you get like glove haptics that yeah. kind of thing that's a game changer for ar it's, but i still think you're limit. you're still limited you're it'll be games like like Beat Saber, but like Beat Saber, where their focus is small and they really work in that in that way. But when you're talking about escaping into new worlds and doing amazing things, I just see that's where VR comes in. Where I see AR kicking ass is I have a friend who's a CEO of a company called Scope AR. And what their their main focus is offering small businesses and medium-sized businesses um, like big business level IT support. Um, where they pay a subscription fee and it's just like if you need and all you do when you pay your subscription fee is you get a pair of glasses you put them on and you're like so my computer's having issues okay cool here i'm so and so look i need you to look down at your computer go take the back off and i was seeing some of the things they were doing they have like digital stickies that they could like put on places and be like okay so that's your you know that's your your power supply and they're like okay now i need you to pull out this one tray and then all of a sudden a little animation of the tray starts showing up it's like but it's in this person's real world so the um, the it guy is basically using this person's hands to do something you know um and just i thought that was amazing that that transference of skills over the internet now putting them in the real space it's just another great way to have like more accessibility for people like it's no different than equal when my comment about equalizing yourself with somebody else possibly but it's just like Everybody has their bubble and your life. You have a lot of, you know, your vision of how you see life is through that lens that you've been seeing things for a long time. But what I'm seeing is not the same as what someone else seeing. You know, I'm looking at a big ass monitor right now, right? I have to have, you know, for this, I have this big ass monitor. I have to have an outlet here. I have to have the space for it. There's all these constraints and someone may not have any of that. And if they're able to somehow just live in a fucking two by four room with just four walls and a door, they have glasses 
Well, now all these things that their physical space never would allow them to have, mm-hmm. they can now be part of that world. And I think there's a lot of people, I talk to my wife about this all the time. I think there's so many people who are, I think we have like so many geniuses and amazing people in this world who would radically transform it, but end up just doing nothing and die because they never, like there's only so many people that will have access to something. And there's a lot of people who don't have any access. They might be somewhere far off without even remote access to the internet or anything who had the possibility to change the world, their brain, themselves, their attitude, everything about them had the ability to radically change the world, but the accessibility of the options to do that were never given to them. What if everyone had more of those options? I think there's just tremendous good from that. Yeah. And I'm a big fan. I'm sure Ryan's sick of me talking about things like this, but I'm a big fan of taking, looking at multiple tech advances and just going like, all you have to do is, take these one step further and see how they're going to, whether it be quantum computing and VR and AR and, uh, and just like high speed, you know, internet speeds and just like all those things coming together. It's, it's not hard to see what kind of a world we could live in in five years. Um, and And the more people who have access to stuff in my mind, the better off the entire world is sure. Somebody's going to use it for bad reasons, but I think they're, I mean, there's a kid right now, probably, sitting on a chair somewhere off in the middle of nowhere who's enjoying his life, has a great life. But what he could be, like he probably, he just had the right mentor, the right person, and or just had the accessibility to explore on his own. What if he did something like amazing, some breakthrough? He never had the ability. I want to see everyone have the chance to be who they want to be. Well, it's kind of like what we were talking about. I said, like, what if that person, instead of going to their crappy community college was able to go sit in and, and watch lectures by the greatest university professor yeah. um you know in their field um where the barriers were like what not not butts and seats yeah um, i mean they, 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 you know, potentially that reduces like tuition costs when instead of having to fill a class of a hundred now you can have a class of a thousand well then maybe you don't gotta charge those thousand as much money and it, it becomes more accessible that way and you know, even as far as like, you know, I got a, I got a CPR training simulator um, given to me through SideQuest. Um, just, you know, you can learn how to do CPR in VR. It, you know, it, it, it's, it's these small little experiences where, like you said, like, you know, if the average person maybe doesn't, you know, like, how would you know to do CPR? You know, it, it's tough to watch a video, but maybe if you're actually doing it in VR, then you, you learn something. And, and it's all right there. I mean, the stuff you've seen yeah. in VR, the stuff we've talked about in this episode, I mean, it's right there, man. It's literally like a button press away and you can experience things that you've never experienced before or never dreamt of. I mean... Are you are you guys CPR certified? Yeah. I, I am. So I guess. Did, you, did you go do it in person? Yeah. So you um, know the drill. You would, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. Keep talking. I was just saying, so like, yeah, so you need, you would, if you need to, wanted to get CPR certified, which is a great thing to be, it's very good knowledge. You never know when you might need it. You would need transportate you would need access to a phone internet something to call the place and schedule you need to research where to do it then you need to find some type of transportation then you need to actually pay to do it like that's three things you need and the time you need you need to have that the time take off two days yes what if there was a public space that just had a headset and you could just you know all you'd have to find is the transportation to get there and everything else was just provided there because you the cost those dummies are expensive. You got to pay these trainers. There are expenses. I know why they're charging us. Those dummies are like very, very expensive. But those headsets, one headset, endless training. 
And it's something everyone should have. Well, I think that app's free and I looked at it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like you're actually, you are interacting with the dummy. You're doing the breathing. They had you um, even like dealing with like remote, um, uh, what the hell, term before, but they were like, um, the heck am I talking about? They were charged with the charge pads, right? My brain. Thank you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, thank Fair you. Brain. They were having you actually working with the defib and like, and like placing it in the real world. And like, I would imagine you know, this takes it brings it full circle. I was going to say one of the things I've been thinking about often is uh, sometimes I'll sit there and be like, "Do I do, do I do my memories of playing, say, Saints and Sinners, are they different than say playing like I don't know, like Outriders on on my PS5?" I'm like, because I'm like, you know, does that feel? Does it is is the memory of it different? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do I feel like I've been in that place? Sometimes. Sometimes a game will affect me like that. Like I was playing Cosmo Dread recently, That's and I was game. like, and I had to get out of it after I was playing two hours straight because I had really enjoyed it. And after I was like, I have, I need to get out of here. I feel like I'm getting depressed. Like Let's I was like, like, you know, but I was like, <laughs> it was heavy. I was like, I can't actually. I'm not a. I don't jump scare and stuff. But I was like, just this 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 constant threatening atmosphere. I was like, oh, it's weighing on me. It's stress. It's yeah. stress. I needed to be out of, and I needed to be out of that, out of that environment. It wasn't just looking away from the screen. I, it was my, it was, it was all encompassing. Yeah, and, I see, and that's how much a game affected you, man. Like I said, you know, you talk about you know yeah. experiences, you know, climbing Everest or going to see, you know, going going somewhere, traveling somewhere in VR that you could never afford to travel to in the real world. And when it when it feels like you're there, when you can do these things now, and they feel like authentic. Um, it's a game changer, man. It, it, it's mind blowing. And that's why, you know, I'm sure that's why we're all in this chat. Like why we're all such huge fans of VR. We love this medium and I cannot wait to see the next big step. I think this year is going to be a pretty quiet year for VR, but I think next year we're going to see a big explosion into what we're, what VR is going to do as far as the next generation of VR. And I can't wait to see what's on offer, man. When, when we, these big companies dive in full force and start giving us these, you know, if Apple, like what's Apple going to give us? We don't know what Apple's going to give us, but I'm sure it's going to be something crazy. You know, Facebook, what are they going to do with, you know, their, whatever direction they're going, PlayStation, you know, Deca gear, like all these guys are still, they're still advancing this tech and such amazing ways and you know ways we never even saw coming i can't wait i cannot wait to experience whatever it is they're going to give you whether it's educational or entertainment or whatever i cannot wait to see what's next for vr amen (laughs) (laughs) i think think we're gonna have to leave it at that i felt like you were heading to the finish line there i'm gonna let you have it Woo! all right i'll take it we, I mean, we could, I could talk another episode entirely about this, but I think we, this is probably a, a good resting point. We gotta, we gotta let Eric get back to his baby. <laughs> hey, man, he's uh fast asleep right now, so we're good. <laughs> See, technology, man, technology. Yep. Um, yeah. Actually, real quick, real quick, I did. A, I was playing Half Life Alex the other night with the uh, the new Steam overlay on the hand that you can do. Baby monitor was on it, so. That VR dad, VR dadding, ridiculous. So, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. That is so cool. Because I have a buddy who, who had some pretty heavy crap go down in his life, and he, and he really pulled away from gaming. And VR was like, he's just like, I can't do it because this idea of being shut out from his family, yeah, like not being able to hear his kid cry or his wife yell at him, like freaked him out. I believe it. I can't. I before I found it, did that overlay thing. If I was home alone, nah, not nah, I. I can't. If if I can't hear you, we got problems. But 
I had them right there. I could hear everything, look at them whenever I wanted. Which is Beautiful. one of the reasons I have these because they're open back, right? Yep. It gives you that like spatial awareness. I mean, when I'm in VR, I guess I don't want that. And I don't use them. But again, it's just that that's very cool. I love that stuff. That's so cool. And that's that integration, right? Um, of just multiple pieces of tech all coming into one because you're using the baby monitor, right? Yep. Over your Wi-Fi that you've got on your wrist while you're in Half-Life. That's just... It's crazy, man. It's I the mean, future, I, man. It's the future. It's the future. <laughs> and I was, and I was, I remember my, my original Game Boy, no light, ba- you know, no light back screen. Green screen. You know, play, playing, trying to, at nighttime, let every street light I pass get enough light to, to, to go to the next level, man. And now we're here. It's wild. Crazy. Well, I mean, you know what? I, I know we're trying to close it off, but I wanted to mention one last thing that I thought was just crazy that this pandemic has, has given us because I still, you know, leaving on, I'm still leaving on a positive note, I promise. <laughs> is that I actually think that like 2020 and 2021 might be looked at back at as like some of the formative years of VR. Not only did 2020 kind of feel a lot like 2016 all over again with the quest kind of like almost like restarting the VR industry again, where everything that was old was new and we're trying this again, you know, with like super hot being new to so many people again, that type of thing. Right. But I also VR has, it, it has started to, I think a lot of people who were either in gaming or not into gaming or in the industry, out of the industry, I think got a bit of a glimpse of, oh crap, I see now why VR could be important. Um, and I think that like the pandemic, I mean, that need to get out of those four walls when we're trapped in there, I think that really hit home for people. Um, and I think for some people that's been huge. Like, I mean, I sat in the theater with friends in big screen. I, you know, one of my, one of my good friends I've, I've never met. He lives in LA. I've, but I feel like I've met him when yep. we meet, we meet in rec room. I give him like a little virtual hug and it feels, and I, and there's like something in my brain where it was like, yeah, I just had that closeness moment with him. Like, man, I missed you. And it's like your stupid cartoon head, but I feel like I missed you, <laughs> you know? And that's crazy. I mean, even something like I'm a, I got a racing sim rig next to me. And when I heard that like certain racing leagues were going to be going online and that all the major uh, all the major competitors were going to be sitting in sim rigs instead because the season they wanted to k- keep it going keep the keep their drivers sharp so they did it in VR i'm just like yeah that's crazy uh, you know? i like your comment about the uh, the quest kind of restarting VR cuz i i do think it did as well in a way but and some people get mad about that especially the ones who've been for a while but i i mean if you can't take happiness on like you said super hop bunch of us OG enthusiasts took a lot of happiness and pride from Superhot. It was great. And then, yes, did it kind of get reset with the Quest 1? Yes. If you can't be happy about all these new people having that same shared experience, I mean, if you can't be happy with, when other people get happy, I look in, like, it's more than just about you. Like, I'm so happy to see other people now experience that. Whether it's a reset or not, it's a beautiful thing seeing these people finding a lot of happiness in something where we used to have to fight. I mean, I remember having to argue with people being like, Give it a shot, please. Just just try it. No, like, no, I'm not yeah. gonna put that shit on my head. I didn't bite them over. I'm not gonna put that shit on my head. Yeah. And then to watch these people like understand what it is. Maybe we had to take 10 steps back to get forward, but like it's beautiful. And I'm really appreciative that those people get to experience something really fun, just like I did. Whether we're doing it five years, ten years later when I tried it, it's beautiful nonetheless to me. And that's how you end an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you do wanted to close that off, Ryan. No, no, I already did my closing. You just kept talking. Uh, Eric, where can we find you? Where can we find you? Where can they find you online? 
I find me on YouTube, Eric for president. If you want to reach me, I know I have a discord, but I'm gonna be honest. I get notification overload. Twitter's really the main place I'm going to respond. Um, and a quick plug for the channel. Um, might be less videos coming, but there's going to be a lot of live streams coming. We're going to be having a lot of guests on uh, industry leaders two at a time. We're going to be debating. There's not going to be winners or losers. We're going to have people who are willing to have real conversations moderated to a degree uh, because I don't want to devolve into chaos. And uh, we are open to donations during for for audience questions. And 100% of donations are going to charity and they're all be XR related charities. So there'll be every week a different one. I'm working with different ones and trying to find ones that I know are trustworthy and are going to the right people. And we're hoping to get a lot of community engagement because whatever's made from these live streams and, and clicks, everything, ad revenue, it's all going to charity. So definitely want to plug that because it's for a good cause. Awesome. Yeah, and that's, that's a great plug. Yeah, when I saw you were doing that, I I mean, if you uh, if you watch any of our episodes, um, that's kind of what Ryan and I started the podcast on is we wanted to have real VR talk that wasn't just today they announced a facial tracker. We wanted to have some like real conversations, and that's why we wanted you on here. So... Yeah, guys, definitely check that one out. Um, I sure will be because that's just where my mind's at, and you're in the right audience for that. So thanks, thanks again so much for joining us. Um, Thank you very much. An awesome talk. Yeah, it's thank exactly you guys for inviting. It would be so. With that, everyone, uh, don't forget, uh, you know, like, subscribe, comment. You guys know all that. But if you'd like to consume us in audio format, and not just video, we're also on the ma- all the major podcast services, and uh, yeah. Don't forget to take a look at that Patreon as well, guys. <laughs> um, what it's been revamped. We're doing better stuff on there. <laughs> better stuff. We're giving away <laughs> games. Nah, well, guys, we've got a lot of extra content on there. Um, if you like what you see, you're going to like uh, some of the extra stuff we have to offer there. So check that out as well. And so, yeah, I'll close this off and say thanks for joining us, everyone. And we'll catch you on episode 19. Right, Ryan? Hey. Hey. See y'all. There.